is up. It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Racklip, and it is Tuesday, November 29th. Week 13, man. You still around? You still here? Must mean you're in the mix, at least for a playoff spot. If you're listening and you're eliminated, props to you. Uh, but we will get you set up here for one of the final waiver wire runs of the fantasy football regular season. An interesting time of the year. I am switching to endgame strategy. And for me, that means more of a focus on filling that bench spot up with guys with extremely high implied value, uh, You know, getting some of these deeper running backs, which we're going to talk about these guys on the show today, just getting that ammunition for the playoffs. And if I'm in a game, like let's say... You know, I'm six and six. I'm on the edge of the playoff picture, and I'm facing somebody who's seven and five, or right behind me at five and six, or maybe six and six. And let's say, I don't know, they have Kyler Murray. Well, Kyler Murray's on bye this week. They need a quarterback. I'm probably going to pick up a quarterback, the top quarterback, even if I don't need one, just to block them. That strategy comes into play. I don't care about that in week two or week seven, but in week 13, week 14, when we're right on the edge, that type of thing really matters. So think about that. Uh, anyway, let's get into it. Traylon Burks and Donovan Peoples-Jones are the tops on the list. They may not be available in your leagues, but they were under the 70% threshold. Burks is a must-add, 30% or higher for me in fab. And then I go about 25% on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Remember, you get Watson back this week, Deshaun Watson. How could we forget? And that's a good thing for everybody involved there. After that, Zay Jones, man, this guy is cooking this season. I got 20% if he's still out there because, hey, my money doesn't, it's not going to get me any interest in the offseason. My money continually loses value over the course of the season in fab. Uh, so I'm willing to spend this week 11 catch outing against the Ravens, double digit targets in each of his last two. Uh, he's rolling right now. Gus Edwards going 10%, return to the field, was immediately right back as the number one. Now, J.K. Dobbins, I'll talk about him in a minute, does complicate things a little bit, but you know we're looking for RB3 plus value. Gus Edwards can deliver that. Zonovan Knight coming in at number five. All right, you, what y'all know about BAM? Seriously. Now everybody knows about BAM, but anybody who subscribes over at FTNFantasy.com got to read a little bit about BAM Knight. In uh, way back in April, I wrote about him. He's a guy who doesn't fit his nickname. Like when you think of a guy named Bam, you think of somebody who's built like Samaji P. Ryan, and he's not. He's slightly undersized, but he does have really good short area quickness, which is probably the most exciting part of his game. He is a pretty good pass catcher out of the backfield, and they immediately showed that this past week, the Jets, that is. Now, the key, though, more so is James Robinson is relegated to the number four spot on this roster. He was a healthy scratch this past week, which means Zonovan Knight worked his way up. Zonovan Knight won't be the number one. That's Michael Carter, and he only has a low ankle sprain, so don't overbid on him. But Zonovan Knight now is a factor. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at six. Oh, it was the signature game. It, it, it was it. Two big drives in the fourth quarter, including the drive to, well, initially put them one point down, and then the two-point conversion won the darn ball game. Uh, he's going to be a French quarterback one for the remainder of the season. Samaj P. Ryan at 8%. Uh, Mixon's in the protocol still, but that doesn't mean he's not going to clear this week. It, it, it seems likely he will clear this week. Now, 
P. Ryan can have some ind- independent value, and he has implied value that's through the roof, as we, we've seen. He's an RB2 or better uh, if Mixon goes down. And he could have uh, involvement in the passing game here down the stretch. J.K. Dobbins, 8%, designated to return. Could be back this week, but you know it's going to be a timeshare with Gus Edwards, so I'm not going to get too overboard there. Benny Snell, <laughs> remember him? Well, how can you forget him now after last night? But he shows up because Jalen Warren's not healthy, hamstring injury. Najee Harris, who was having a decent game, abdominal injury, knocked out of the game. If both those guys sit this week, we're going to see a lot of Benny Snell. And this is a guy who can he can carry the ball 20-plus times. You know, he can handle that type of workload. Uh, Matt Collins, 7%, found the end zone last week. He's the number two wide out there, decent enough. Uh, Zamir White, though, let's talk about this one. So his teammate, 5%. If I have Josh Jacobs, I'm going to go out and get Zamir White because Josh Jacobs said he is hopeful that he plays this week. Now, that is not what I want to hear. Like, it sounds nice. Oh, he's hopefully he's going to play. No, that's bad. Like, I want to hear this dude be like, yo, I am suiting up this week no matter what. And uh, no, he's hopeful. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to play. But I want to cover my assets, and getting Zamir White uh, would be that. And, and honestly, he's not going to be Josh Jacobs, but could he be like 75% of Josh Jacobs? Well, that's an RB, too. Sky Moore at 5%. He's still a little bit buried on the depth chart, but he's taking advantage of his opportunities in each of the last two weeks. I love to see that, and I do think we see an increased workload down the stretch. Not enough to go nuts over, but 5% reasonable bid. Van Jefferson, 5%. Uh, Allen Robinson's done for the season. I quite honestly think Cooper Cup is done for the season because why would you bring him back if you're the Rams? You know, why would you rush back? You're not in the playoff mix. Why risk further injury, future, you know, injury by bringing him back? So it looks like Van Jefferson could be the number one for the rest of the season. Now, Stafford could be out for the rest of the season as well. So Bryce Perkins or John Walford isn't really going to move the needle that much, but still a number one receiver. For 5% at this time of the year, I don't hate it. Foster Moreau, 5%. Dude's just a good football player, and he's going to be a fringe tight end one or a back-end tight end one as long as Darren Waller is sidelined. Ty Johnson, 5%. Like I said, James Robinson has fallen down the depth chart, and Michael Carter is hurt. He could play this week, but just, just in case, like you never know. You're in deeper leagues. You might need some help at running back. And, uh, well... Ty Johnson could be a little bit of that help. Elijah Moore, his teammate, 5%. Only two catches, but man, have we awakened the beast with Mike White out there? Love it. Uh, I'll take it. Elijah Moore, no problem. Jared Goff at uh, 3%. He's the best streaming quarterback out there this week. Uh, Faces the Jags. Mike Boone, 3%. Eligible to be designated to return this week. Could yeah, He'll be immediately the number two because the Marlon Mack thing, I I, I still don't get it. But he basically didn't play this past week, so Mike Boone would slide right in, uh, get out ahead of that one. Hunter Henry at 3%. Looked like his old self this past week. I mean, he hasn't been consistent, but maybe we get something for the stretch run here. Jamichael Hasty and Daryl Henderson at 3%. So ETN looks like he'll be fine this week. However, you know, we saw Hasty and his involvement in the passing game. Uh, if ETN missed any time, it'd be Hasty in the passing game. It would be likely Daryl Henderson in the run game. So I'm not going overboard on either. Mark Ingram, 2%. Kind of a boring one. If Alvin Kamara doesn't go, he'd get some work, but really boring. Uh, and I, I don't know. Doesn't really move the needle. I'd have to be pretty desperate uh, there. Uh, Juwan Jennings, 2%. Coming off a pretty good performance. Debo's dealing with that hammy still. I mean, 
it's not a bad spot for Juwan Jennings at all, and he's not a bad player. Like he's really done a good job, responded well in this in this role that he's in as essentially the number three for it for the team. Ben Skoranek, two percent, has an opportunity, like I said, with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson uh, banged up. Oh uh, well, out <laughs> uh, more more than just banged up, uh, but he hasn't done much since Cooper Cup and and his injury. Mike White. The legend, 2%. Now, that's in deep one-quarterback leagues. In Superflex, I'm going 25-plus percent on him. Immediately provided a spark. I mean, it's pretty apparent he's better for this team than Zach Wilson, so he's going to be the starter going forward, I think. Uh, Mac Jones, who is uh, 2%. Coming off his best game of the season, it's a deep one-quarterback play. He's likely rostered in Superflex. Jordan Love, I'm going to go 5% in Superflex. Not worth it in one quarterback leagues because Aaron Rodgers apparently did get good news with the ribs injury, but he's still dealing with the thumb injury. And if they keep losing, which, wow, it's kind of crazy to think about this, but there's like, they basically almost have no shot of making the playoffs. Like, they're not eliminated right now, but man, even if they win out, they're a nine win team. And I don't know if nine wins gets you in this year. So. You know, you could see that it's like super flex leagues where the waiver wire is picked over. That's where you would stash him, and you probably get him on the cheap. Jelani Woods, 2%. Man, the dude had eight catches on Monday Night Football. He had more catches on Monday Night Football than he had going in to Monday Night Football. That's pretty crazy. Now, it could be a fluke, but it's hard to see how eight catches is fluky. It really is. Alexander Madison, 2%. Like, if you have... Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, you really should have Alexander Madison. Ty Davis Price, not Jordan Mason. Uh, could also be Tevin Coleman. So you're going to have to take your pick here. Ty Davis Price, Tevin Coleman, Jordan Mason. I'm putting the chips on Ty Davis Price uh, to have a decent role here with no Elijah Mitchell. The rookie wasn't active last week. You might be screaming at your... Uh, your headphones? I don't know. Right now saying that, but yeah, he there's a reason for it. He doesn't play special teams and Jordan Mason does. So that's why Mason was the number three. We already saw this way back in week two. Davis Price was inactive in week one and then came back, played in week two because uh, Elijah Mitchell got hurt. He played 28 offensive snaps. Jordan Mason was also active in week two. He played zero offensive snaps. So that's why I put my chips where they are. Tevin Coleman could be something too. Uh, Joshua Kelly is the cuff. If you're looking to cuff up Eckler, he was back immediately as a number two. So that mystery is solved. Ronald Jones, who uh, is uh, essentially the Pacheco handcuff. If you really wanted to cuff him up, although it could be Melvin Gordon. And when it's all said and done, I don't love any of this, but I'm going to you know cast a wide net. Uh, two quarterbacks rounded out, Sam Darnold and Bryce Perkins. Not going to go any more than 5% on Darnold in Superflex. I think you can get him on the cheap. Looks like he probably will be the starter the rest of the way. Uh, but getting him on the cheap because they head into buy this week. Remember, a lot of people will sort by projected points which means anybody who's on by will not show up when they go to make their waiver claims. Bryce Perkins, uh, well, probably will be the starter the rest of the way. He's a good running quarterback at least. But, man, uh, I, he should be rostered in Superflex, just not super exciting. Uh, my hard pass for this week, just one of them, it's Josh Oliver. It was awesome to see a revenge game. Like You know I love me some revenge game action, but he was – Filling in for Isaiah Likely, and Isaiah Likely is going to be ahead of Josh Oliver 
when he comes back from the ankle injury. So I'm not not taking the cheese there. I only have one player on the hold list this week. It's Michael Carter, who I talked about earlier. It's a low ankle sprain. There's a good chance that he might even be back this week. And when he's back, he's the number one on that roster. I know it didn't work out great this past week, but he is the number one on that roster. Uh, in terms of the cut list, a bunch of them. Elijah Mitchell, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. Another MCL sprain. This dude just can't stay healthy. It's sad to see it. Because he's a talented player, but sometimes this happens for these guys. James Robinson, the healthy scratch was enough. Ugh. How the mighty have fallen with him. You know, only a couple of years ago, he looked to be just this, you know, unsung hero who's going to be a fantasy mainstay maybe for about a half a decade. And here we are, man. You can't hack it in that backfield. It's going to be pretty concerning here. It's not like, you know, those guys aren't slouches per se, but you're telling me you can't play ahead of Ty Johnson. You know, so he's cut. Uh, Darnell Mooney, unfortunately, out for the season, injured his ankle last week, so we wish him a speedy recovery there, but he's not going to play the rest of the year. Same thing with Allen Robinson. I just mentioned that, so we can cut these guys. If You know, you may have people picked up Allen Robinson here recently when Cooper Cup went to, uh, went to injured reserve. Matthew Stafford, there were rumblings over the weekend, reports out there suggesting he may not be back for the remainder of the season, so if you had him... You can cut him loose. Curtis Samuel. I mean, it looked pretty good in the beginning of the season, but that was obviously tied to Carson Wentz. It looks like Taylor Heineke's going to keep this job. So this past week, zero targets. Zero targets uh, for our guy Curtis Samuel. So he is expendable now for fantasy purposes. Uh, let's see. Kenyon Drake, you know, you get J.K. Dobbins back. You have Gus Edwards back. That uh, Drake was already relegated last week, and it's going to get even worse with uh, with J.K. Dobbins back. Uh, and then finally, Jawan Johnson. The tight end merry-go-round continues. Uh, he was nothing this past week. <laughs> so that was uh, one week. We're always chasing last week's production at tight end. Uh, as far as team defense, if you have any of the following, I think you are good. You don't need to make a move. One of the worst things you can do is overthink team defense. So let's go Dallas first and foremost. Good defense facing Matt Ryan. Yes, please. Matt Ryan is somehow less mobile than a statue. Um, it's It's pretty wild. Uh, yet he has had two of his better rushing performances of his entire career over the last couple weeks here uh, because they're like, he's not going to run. We don't need to cover that part of the field. Anyway, um, yeah, Buffalo. I love the way the Buffalo Bills play football in general, and I'm going up against Mac Jones on Thursday night. I ain't scared. Uh, Baltimore. How about Baltimore? You know, a little bit of a, a stretch run push for them against Russell Wilson. Yes, please. Philly, I'm going to keep Philly. I'm not overly concerned by the Tennessee Titans. Yes, you have to face Derrick Henry, but I'm not overly concerned here. And then the Jets have moved into essentially every week uh, uh, territory where you're playing them every single week. They're that good of a defense. And this week, they get Minnesota. Yeah. All right. You're facing Justin Jefferson, but. I think you can get after this one here for the Jets. Uh, let's see, our streamers. So our top-tier guys, our top-tier streamers this week, Tampa versus New Orleans. Anytime I can go up against Andy Dalton, I'm happy about it. Saints allowing the sixth most fantasy points per game to defenses this season. The Commanders, they were 10th last week, first the week before, first the week before that. They are storming here, and they face the Giants. I'm all about that. 
all about that matchup. And then Cleveland, of course, uh, the Deshaun Watson return game, it wouldn't be any other way. It has to be against Houston because the NFL sets it up. <laughs> what? They don't. But, it, it, you know, it's it, clever that, that the, the schedule happened to work out this way. Anyway, Kyle Allen was somehow – he made Davis Mills look like Dan Marino. Uh, it was pretty dreadful, and I want to keep going after that. You know, basically, we're going to keep playing against Houston for as much as we possibly can. Uh, if these are all rostered, then the best of the rest, Seattle versus the Rams. Let's go up against Bryce Perkins. And Atlanta versus Pittsburgh. Man, Kenny Pickett has been so kind to opposing defenses. Uh, and even the Colts, you know, they put up good – anybody. They're putting up good performances against this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. So let's go with that. Hey, remember, I have another podcast. It's called the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast. It is uh, Wednesdays and Fridays during the season where I do rankings on Wednesdays and then I get uh, get you some game previews on Fridays, basically giving you kind of updates on everything uh, from what happened between Wednesday and Friday, setting you up there. So subscribe to that the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can continue to follow along with me on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe. Remember, FTNFantasy.com. Promo code RATPACK for 20% off. Next week, the final week of the fantasy football regular season. Until then, I will catch you on Tuesday. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.